just a reminder. The podcast you're about to listen to is explicit, graphic, and for adults only. All of my life, I've never fit, but I won't complain and I won't quit. I am enormous, get used to it. Everyone tells me I'm too much. Maybe it's just you're not enough for me. Can't you see? I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be. Hi there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I am sexual folklorist Dixie De La Tour, and this is episode 103. How's your week going? If you celebrate Christmas, or if you celebrate Hanukkah, this is a week where you're probably going to get a little time off. You're going to be able to have some time with close friends and family, and you're probably going to get a day off for work, which is good because you deserve it. You have been working hard this year. So glad that 2019 is almost over. And this week's story is not a Christmas story, even though it's Christmas week. But I do want to tell you that if you support us on Patreon, I have a special Christmas treat for you. If you celebrate Hanukkah, it's a kind of a different kind of treat for you. But I have a story that I told on stage, and it is a story of how I like to celebrate Christmas. And it's pretty racy, you guys. I also am going to put up some photos that were taken this past Saturday night at Kinky Salon, where I kind of had some um, antics with Santa. So if you like sexy photos of Santa, then I think you will like this Patreon post that we're going to be putting up. So uh, even if you support us at the $3 a month level, Every little bit helps and you'll get to hear the story, the audio of the story, and you'll get to see the Christmas photos, me and Santa. And if you know me, I have a Santa fetish. Santa's kind of like right up there at the tippy top of my favorite things in the world. So finding a Santa who is GGG and ready to explore with me at a sex party. Yes, please. I've been making myself go to Christmas parties and I've been making myself drive long to go see friends and family this week because this week has been hard. The person who introduced me to everything San Francisco counterculture, the person who kind of picked me up when I was a baby sex party producer and introduced me to everything that became my world, died this week of terminal brain cancer. He was a clown. I usually refer to him as Ouchie the Clown because, you know, with what I do, I have to preserve people's anonymity. He had a real job. Um, And clowns are very hard to recognize when they're out of clown. So I usually only refer to him by that name. It's very strange because I'm seeing people use his name on social media, his other identities. And I'm like, 
Are we allowed to do that now? Because for 20 years, I've been not naming who Ouchie the Clown really is. So I was planning to get through last week's show. And then I was going to go over and say goodbye. Because we knew he'd taken a turn for the worse. And I really wanted to say goodbye to him. The last time that I had gotten to see him, he was being asked to go to Burning Man and they wanted to record his stories because he was one of the early, early, early adopters for Burning Man. In fact, he's credited as being the person who was the first one to say welcome home when you came to the gates at Burning Man, which is what thousands and thousands of people who greet you at Burning Man say now. But way, way back in the early days when there were only a couple hundred people going to Burning Man, he was the one who started it all. Started dressing as a clown at the gate to make people happy and make them laugh. And it's something he kept up. That persona is iconic. He's the founder of the Porn Clown Posse. He inspired a slew of clowns to be pervy and sexy and reverent and silly, I suppose. But it feels like it's so much more than just that word. It doesn't feel silly to me at all. It feels freeing to just see somebody go, I could be anything I want right now. I got on a red rubber nose. And so it's been a hard week. I'm going to be going to a funeral this week. And 2019 has been that kind of year, hasn't it? I'm ready for this one to be over. I've got big plans for 2020. I'm trying to take on some brand new things because I'm ready to grow. I've been saying that for a long time. But having 2019 end this way makes me say, yeah, yeah, things are going to change. It feels like an era has ended and a new decade is starting. And I don't mean to bring you down on a holiday week. I really don't. The timing on this is unfortunate. But one of the things I love about storytelling is we get real. And this is what's really going on for me. When things like this happen, it just makes me grateful. It makes me grateful for the letters that I get from you, for the feedback that I get. I have a special voice memo I'm going to be playing next week that I just got yesterday. And as I listened to it, I went, that's exactly what I want 2020 to look like. I want people to send me recordings of them talking. It shouldn't just be Dixie talking. I want to hear about your lives and I want to hear what you dream of making happen in 2020. I want you to be free to be whoever you really are and not be restricted by society. Let's live our lives like we get one and we're going to make the absolute most of it. 2020 is going to be the year where we go, this is me, take it or leave it because I have to be myself. That's what body is about. Yes, it's about racy things. Yes, it's about swingers and polyamory and kinksters and clowns and all of those things. But mostly, it's about finding what feels right for you and going at it full on. That's what I'm going to do in 2020. Will you join me? I hope so. I'll see you there. Our storyteller this week is absolutely mesmerizing. I saved him up special for a holiday week. Do you want to know who I'm talking about? 
Born in Utah and based in Seattle, Emmett Montgomery is a storyteller, comedian, and artist who first found the stand-up stage back in 2004 and has been failing beautifully ever since. He's been involved in a lot of things, including critically acclaimed comedy collectives, post-apocalyptic variety shows, underground wrestling leagues, and family-friendly comedy nights in pizza restaurants. In addition to wandering the country telling jokes, he currently curates and hosts a love letter to Seattle in the form of variety show slash sharing party entitled Weird and Awesome with Emmett Montgomery. He is also a member of the Seattle chapter of the Bushwick Book Club, a collection of musicians and artists that create and perform original works based on literary sources. He lives with his beautiful wife, hideous cat, and adorable dog in a refurbished hotel built specifically for the 1962 Seattle World's Fair and enjoys making puppets. You can learn more at EmmettMontgomery.com and this storyteller is Emmett Montgomery. Let's, let's make a joyous noise for Dixie in the community. The community that she makes, not, not just here in this room tonight, but all throughout the country. And it is, it is fantastic. And I love doing these shows because usually where I go, I'm the weirdo. But tonight, I get to be the normal, and that is a delight. That is my kink, I guess, is normaling it up. Like, yeah, that is fantastic. I, uh, I am from Utah. Uh, I was, was raised Mormon. Uh, I am a who 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 are my other Mormons in this bar? Okay. I am not surprised. This is where we go when you leave the church. Is is so I am from Utah. I am in a place uh, I'm from Utah County that is in Utah Valley that is next my hometown had a lake to it called Utah Lake. So I am real real Utah. And the sex education in Utah is pretty much non-existent. All you're really told is that it is the most important thing that can happen between a man and a woman. And it's also bad. Like, that's all, all you're told, really. And so you got to just figure it out. You just got to figure it out. It's just, it's, it's like Lord of the Flies out there. It is just, and we're just fighting over the conch. Like that is how it is. And here's the thing. You can't just by not talking about something, you can't take it away. Like we still need sex. We're human beings. We're animals. We need it, right? And let me tell you, there are two things that Mormon teenagers are good at, and that's dry humping. And so, <laughs> you figure it out, you, 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 and you have to be self-taught, and you teach each other, and sometimes that is a real bad idea. And 
because of the way it is, like you know it is, and, and especially those that want to stay in the church because they want to go to heaven, but they also want to, you know, live. And so, <laughs> so there's things like, sand, like, like soaking, which is, yeah, this, you, you are Mormon. And so it's, <laughs> soaking is where essentially you just put a little bit in and you just are very quiet and still. And somehow that's a workaround, you know. It's okay as long as no one's having fun. And... <laughs> Or you, or butt stuff. You just start out with butt stuff because God doesn't look there. And it's, but that's, you know, and so you might have, my peers, my friends are, are hurting each other because you don't start out with butt stuff, right? You don't. That is like, you know, that's like a 202 at least. So there is that. But, yeah, well, there, I mean, you can. A lot of us started with, the, well, technically, like, life doesn't start with butt stuff. That's why you should start with butt stuff. But, um, but you do it right. Nobody, anyway, so. Well, I want to tell you about, essentially, the, the, the night I learned sex. I learned how to sex. I want to tell you that night and I had sex before a few times uh, but it was always the first time I lost my virginity uh, the lady uh, who I was intercoursing with she stopped halfway through and she was like pretend I'm dead and just went limp and so I stopped and she's like what's ha what's the matter are you gay and that was kind of how I <laughs> entered yeah, you know, but it was there. But that was not the last time I had sex. So, you know, that's how it started. Thank you. There was at least one more time. And okay. it was Pioneer Day weekend, which is July 24th, which is Mormon 4th of July. And it's a bigger deal. It's, it's the fireworks are louder. It was great. My, friend, my old locker partner, Tiffany, gave me a call. She was, she, had, she was in town from college. I was about 19 or 20 years old. And she's like, hey, I'm in town. My parents are not. Do you want to come hang out at my house with my roommate? We can watch some movies. I miss you. We were friends. We were best friends. We were best friends to the point that people would not invite us to parties together because we would argue all the time and they didn't realize what our love language was, right? <laughs> we were that. Tiffany was the first vegan I ever met. She was the first bisexual I ever met. She was the first Cal Californian I was friends with. She was the first fish fan, the only fish fan I've ever been friends with. So we go over there, and her parents had turned off the air conditioning because when they were out of town, because they're whatever, and it's hot, and it's summer, and we have a bottle of rum, and it's me, and Tiffany, and Rachel, and we start drinking that rum. We start talking about how our lives have changed, and the question has come up. We hadn't seen each other since high school. 
and it is, it's like, are you a virgin? Have you, have you sexed yet? You know, and we were like, we started talking about our experiences. And I brought up that I had never had a blowjob. And she said this poetic thing. She goes, you've never had a blowjob? I'll give you a blowjob if you eat me out first. And I was like, fair. That is fair. And then she goes, let me get the chocolate sauce. So, again, self-taught, right? So somehow she felt that that was an ingredient. That's where she picked it up. It's, you know, it's like your mother's meatloaf. You seem all meatloaf has brown sugar in the, in the glaze, and you realize, no, that's just how you were taught it, right? And so for her, it was chocolate sauce. So, so I go down there, and it is, it is fan- it's not the first time uh, I did it. Uh, in fact, I had kind of gotten a reputation as one of like five guys in my hometown who was willing to, to perform cunnilingus. So, you know, I was kind of a hero. I wasn't good at it, but I was there. It was like the Costco hot dog of cunnilingus. But... I learned a lot down there that day. And two years ago, I got diagnosed as having a diabetic condition. And my first thought was like, it was that. Like that's, <laughs> but, cause you can't give away. So, and it is great. And, and Rachel's there and she's kind of like helping out, you know, giving me pointers and we're just, just, just there. And so then it is my turn and we're all naked and sweaty and, and, and it's just fun and, 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 and we're rum drunk and, and it is my turn now for my first blowjob. Which for one blowjob was the best blowjob I had ever gotten. And she goes, hey, can I hum on your balls? Because she had, again, she had learned self-taught. And so she, she puts her mouth around my testicles and she starts humming the national anthem. And I think it's because, think about all the songs you've ever hummed your way through. And I think the national anthem is the most commonly hummed song because it's a song we should all know the words to, but we don't. So that's probably when she had my nuts in her mouth she's like oh maybe she had chosen this song but you kind of forget under pressure and so she knew this one so it's pioneer day weekend right i am with two women while the national anthem is being hummed through my testicles and that is probably the most mormon i have ever been in my life so And then she puts my mouth on the other part of that area, and it was fantastic. It was, and then Rachel goes, you are definitely not doing that right. Like, that's what she said to Tiffany. And then she got in there and like, this is how you did it. But it was like a training blowjob. Like, I'm gonna set you up 
Like when you have someone help you with skydiving. That was kind of what was... And there, and I was on a lot of antidepressants at the time from being in Utah, and... <laughs> and one of the things is, is I did not actually come during sex for two years since I, when I started the sex, which was okay. It's, you know, it's, it's not about the destination. It's, like, it's just getting there. And then people wondering, like, are you lost? But... <laughs> And so we're, you know, rolling around, and then there's more chocolate sauce, and it's just, it's, it's a thing. And, uh, and it's fantastic. And then we were sweaty and, and covered in, in chocolate, and, and we're like, let's, let's all take a shower together. And we take a shower, and let me tell you, when we were getting clean, we were just taking an actual shower, like functional... <laughs> showering each other and then Rachel who was more of kind of just just support I was like did are you are, are, can I help you out because I guess I'm, I'm giving out mouth jobs you know and <laughs> and she was like well I'm kind of on my period like she whispers it like you <laughs> Like, you can't, period, you know. You don't want the bears to hear, and it's, so. But I was like, that is okay, you know, just get the chocolate sauce. And so, you know, and it's, and during this whole, this whole human interaction, this whole thing, is we are, at first we were like, okay, we're gonna take our clothes off because we're hot, but let's just make out. And then we're like, well, okay, just no, 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 you know, just no, okay, maybe a little, little, you know, handy stuff, but no mouth stuff. And then we mouth stuffed, and then we're like, well, and, <laughs> and then Tiffany was like, well, you know, while we're here, we might as well, you know, sex each other, and, <laughs> And Rachel was like, well, I guess I'll watch for a while. And then she remembered she had homework. And so... <laughs> and let me tell you, like, being with somebody who moves during sex is something I recommend <laughs> to each and every one of you. Like, find that person. Uh... And here we are. And so we are just, and I have my, you know, my Zoloft dick is just sad but present, you know, and, and we're, and it's fantastic. And it's just two awkward Mormon bellies just making that beautiful sweaty fart music, right? And this thing that I was told was the most cosmic thing ever. Was. Because it was friendship. And it was fart noises. And it was, was, was people learning to human together. And it was this thing. And then we, so we go upstairs and we kind of do a tour through her house. And we end up in her room. And while we're intercoursing, I notice... <laughs> <laughs> 
that she has these Star Wars sheets, right? That I had slept on before because they belonged to my childhood best friend, Adam, who she used to date and she stole his sheets. And this thing, and then the best thing, the thing, my favorite thing I learned, the, my favorite thing I learned about sex is we slept together. Not like fucking, but like we fell asleep on top of each other and we held each other and we woke up and then we exited our fuck palace <laughs> and went back to Utah and continued to fail. And then now that, I realize that is what I want. I want to find someone I can sleep with. Not fuck with. I want to find those people too. But find that person to sleep with. And I'm so glad that I was able to f learn and stumble in that weird patriotic weekend. Thank you. Holy shit, right? Oh my God. What a show, yeah? We'll give the credit to where the credit should be. Ladies and gentlemen, Dixie De La Torre. Oh wow, you guys are gonna miss her during break, aren't you? Well, start getting your stories ready. There's a whole other year of it coming up. So let's see here. Story. Let's see. Song Sex, Elvis, Strap On. I got it. Bobby Bomarino was a gigolo in Reno, made his living imitating the king. Five nights, two shows he would sing, but never overacting. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Curl in his lap, wiggle in his hip, he had the look from Circus 72. With a big old package pushing through, it was a little distracting. It's huge, baby. A manscape, baby. Jumps through medallions, hung like a stallion. He sold a lot of dick on the side. Assuring all would have a good time, but never pulling on heartstrings. Don't be cruel, baby. Don't be cruel, baby. His most common consumers were lady baby boomers who hung around his dressing room door. Slid him keys on the casino floor while their husbands worked on their golf swing. His job was done He had to escape on the way out the door He wiped his dick on the drapes He wiped his dick on the drapes Long dong Sally Never took a tally of how many she had bedded down 
She had clients all over town, they all knew her game. She was the meanest with a plastic purple penis She lovingly referred to as Prince <laughs> Strapped on, she can make a man wince Hence her name It's Long Dong Salad, baby, pay attention Body she coated in a cubicle eroded by the confines of nine to five Clocking out, she would come alive to cash in on her prizes she had diamonds and pearls and her pubic hair curls Men and women, both young and old All said her services were better than gold She was full of surprises When her job was done She had to escape on the way out the door She wiped her dick on the drapes She wiped her dick on the drapes Why waste your time with amateurs? Oh no, they're no fun. Professionals be professionals. If you really wanna get the job done, do you really wanna get the job done? Sally and Bobby, they meet down in the lobby for their standing date in Mandalay Bay. To leave behind their DNA on the walls and the ceilings. Kind of vanilla, she liked to be Priscilla and Bobby could both give and take. Swinging cock and singing Joe House Rock, she was soaking and squealing. Now, when she moves her pelvis, Princess penetrating Elvis. She slapped on his ass, pulled on his cape on the way out the door. They wipe their dicks on the drapes. Mm, they wipe their dicks on the drapes. My building on the drapes. My building on the How much do I love that song? I was surprised on stage by that song about a year ago. That song was written just for body storytelling. It's Wipe Your Dick on the Drapes by Jefferson Berkey. <laughs> Can we take just a moment to talk about what's in your pants? Because I really need to talk to you about your balls right now. Winter is pretty hard on your magic beans, isn't it? But help is on the way. Manscaped.com was designed to protect your two amigos. You can make untrimmed pubes a thing of the past with Manscaped's sexy lawnmower 2.0. It has proprietary skin-safe technology, and it won't nick your nuts. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for you or your partner's family jewels, and they're number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. And if you go to Manscaped.com and use the code Dixie, D-I-X-I-E. You'll save 20% and get free shipping. Not just that, Manscaped helps defeat ball sweat. Dude, it's winter. Your bits are getting musty. 
Check out the Crop Reserver, Manscaped's anti-chafing deodorant. You can make your naughty bits feel and smell fresh. If you go to manscaped.com, use the promo code Dixie, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. I want you to join me and be my partner. I don't know if you're aware of this, but the world has gotten a lot more restrictive when it comes to sex and kink. And as bad as 2019 was, 2020 looks to be even worse. You know, restrictive access to health care, less sex ed for people, and people are not getting the education they need. And they're also not hearing and learning from the stories of others. They're not getting access to information and storytelling is information. So if you join me on Patreon and help me boost my signal, I want to grow. I want to get these stories out to the people who live in remote places who need to hear them. And that's what podcasting can do. I want to improve the podcast and I'm going to need some help doing it. So if you go to patreon.com slash body and you give it whatever level you can, I want your input. My goal for the new year is to ask for your help and ask for your thoughts so that we have a place to talk freely. One of the things I love about Patreon is the conversations there are not restricted the way that they are on other platforms. That's why you hear me talking about this every single week. So please go to patreon.com body and thanks in advance for your support. Do you identify as kinky, as polyamorous, as LGBTQIA? Are you a swinger, straight, gender non-conforming, body positive? Are you monogamous? You can find what you're looking for at hashtag open. Hashtag open is the sex positive dating app for the open-minded. Whether you're looking to make new friends, for dates, for relationships, for hookups, they offer a brand new way to look for partners. They have more than 20 options for gender and sexual orientation to choose from, and as many options for relationship styles. And they are big fans of body storytelling, so you should let them know that you listened to this podcast and you found out about the app here. So if you go to hashtagopen.com body, download the app, and on top of all the good work that they do, they donate a dollar to Planned Parenthood for every new profile created. So go to hashtagopen.com slash body and start making authentic connections today. The story you're listening to on this episode is just part of a live body storytelling because body is so much more than stories. It's a chance to come together with hundreds of enlightened people in a room and find out they're more like you than you think. So let's talk about your next chances to feel more connected and less lonely in the world. In January, we're back on Thursday, and I'm adding something new for 2020. Whenever someone plays bango at a show, I put the names into a hat, and then I will pull winners. And those people have to get up on stage, and I unload their prizes into their arms, which means that everybody in the place gets to see the prizes that they've won, the sex toys, the goodies. And as soon as they step off the stage with all those goodies, people walk up, conversations happen, they might get propositioned, who knows, but it gets your party started. And I've been thinking about a way for you to have that experience without having to win bango. 
So I am adding front row VIP tables at the San Francisco show. And that will come with gift bags with sex prizes in it. Because you're going to go home at the end of listening to all those stories and you're going to have a guaranteed good time. So this is the first time I've ever done that. The first show that we're going to be doing VIP front row tables at is at Ritual. The theme is Ritual. That's on January 9th in San Francisco. And it's going to be a great show because Jefferson Berge is working on a brand new song for us. This show is probably going to be super kinky. So if you're into kink, this is the one to go to. Get your tickets now. Then on January 16th, I'm in Seattle. The theme is brand spanking new. I've never done that theme before. And the story pitches are sounding really good. Then in February, I'm back at the Rebar Seattle because the Rebar has made a special request. On February 19th, that is the exact date of their 30th anniversary. And they could celebrate with anybody, but they want to celebrate with body. So we are going to be helping them celebrate 30 years in Seattle. And I've been talking about this one for a while. Our big 13th anniversary show in San Francisco is going to be Saturday, February 22nd. This show always sells out. It's a two show night and you can get a wristband to see both shows. The first show is going to be my invited superstars. And then the second show is going to be the infamous best of body show where people vote to tell me who to put on stage in that show. Both of the anniversary shows are going to feature Rachel Lark and it's going to be a phenomenal night. Tickets for all of these shows are on our website, bodystorytelling.com. And there's a link in the show notes. Please join me in thanking the people who make this podcast possible. To project manager Dana Hanna, to sound engineer David Grossoff, to video archivist Joe Moore, especially to podcast producer Marty Garcia. And whatever holiday you celebrate, I hope that you are surrounded by the love of people that you care about. You know, the people who take care of you, who light up your soul. I hope they're warm, fed, and that you can have some in-person time with people who brighten your life. I am sexual folklorist Dixie Delator. It's a special week, you guys. I hope you get some time off to take care of yourself. And I'll be back next week with the next episode of the Body Storytelling Podcast. Here's a peek at what's next. But then I got kicked out of art school because my acting teacher told me I was too gay to book anything but children's theater. <laughs> So I showed him by booking a national tour with a children's theater. What?